Thanks for pressing play on the Biz Talk 518 podcast. I'm Leo Quinn. It's been quite a break. I actually haven't recorded one of these new podcasts since March or April, even though I've been releasing them sporadically. This is the first one I've recorded in quite some time. I've decided for the time being that because I like working with restaurants and helping them with their marketing, I'm going to be interviewing restaurant owners. So if you happen to know a restaurant owner who has an interesting story or has an interesting restaurant, be sure to get in touch and we'll get them on the show. My guest today is Kim Baker, and along with her husband, she owns Navona Restaurant on New Scotland Avenue in Albany. Kim has a great and funny story about how she got started in the restaurant business. To me, it sounded like a prank. She never used that term, but it certainly sounded like one of her friends pranked her and she ended up in the business. Also, she has a piece of equipment in her restaurant that was in a restaurant she frequented when she was growing up in Mechanicville. So there are a lot of twists and turns in Kim's story, and I hope you'll enjoy listening to it. Now, Kim, tell me how you came up with the name Navona. Navona is a piazza in Rome. So my husband and I had always wanted to own our own restaurant. And I was the general manager at the Century House. And my husband, I was there a long time. I loved the Century House. So my family did business with them throughout my whole life. My grandfather helped build it. My father still does work there. And then I... I worked there alongside Colin for 15 years. He taught me a lot and um, loved the Century House. So anyways, I met my husband there. He was the executive chef there for about 10 years. And we, right at the end of the recession, took a leap of faith, leaving our jobs to try to pursue our own place. And not knowing if we would find brick and mortar, we had said, you know, we'll do a wood-fired. We knew we wanted to do wood-fired foods. Um, We'll do a wood-fired truck. And, you know, we'll do parties and catering and that kind of thing. Well, I left, Mike left in April and then I left in May. And then we met the woman we bought our building from in July and we closed in December. (laughs) (laughs) And we opened fast. We opened fast. But we could not come up with a name to save our lives. And so we uh, were in Florida doing a fundraiser for cystic fibrosis and we're walking down the street and he said, Navona. And I said, what about Navona? And he said, Navona. And I said, what about Navona? Cause we had been <laughs> to Rome and we were in the Piazza Navona, you know, in Rome and we loved it there. We stayed at hotel Navona. Like it was right behind the Piazza and we were there every morning for coffee. We watched people deliver bread and, you know, mm-hmm. making pasta. And there was a leather maker there. I mean, all kinds of commerce and, that kind of thing and we loved it and and I had the best food don't tell my mother or my (laughs) my grandmothers but of my life and I'm not like my husband has a great palate and I'm a little simpler and it was so great that I finally understood like his love and passion you know for food because when it all goes together oh my god it's so great you know so um, Navona became the name of our restaurant and so we were going to just call it Navona and Mm -hmm. so in talking with people in the months when we were going to buy the building uh, people said to us oh you what restaurant are you buying and we would say the name of it and they're like oh I thought that was just a tea place or oh I thought that was just um a like uh, like a cafe mm-hmm. they didn't know it was a full service restaurant and so I was like oh my god Mike what's a Navona 
Nobody <laughs> will know what an Avona is. Right. <laughs> so we were like, we better tell people what an Avona is, and that is a restaurant in our case, <laughs> you know. So um, we said the name of the business is Restaurant Avona. So, and we have lots of artwork and pictures. And our customers have gone to Piazza Navona and brought us back little paintings and things like that from Navona. Oh, yes. And they all want to know what restaurant was our favorite in Piazza Navona. And uh, so it's a it's a lot of fun. And um, our cooking is not our chefs don't cook like that part of Italy, they're more, they're all classically trained chefs. And my husband was fortunate to have two of his chefs come with him when he went from the century house to our place. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you build up teams and, you know, you might work for an organization, but you're a team, the people who do it day in and day out together. Mm -hmm. So I had some of my front of the house people come and help me open up and Mike had his chefs who are still with us. And, you know, that says a lot that they've been working together for about 15 years and in our industry, like longevity is not a thing, That's right. you know? So, um, you know, the fact that we all have worked, been in, and it's not an easy industry. I think people see the five to eight period of time where it does look like fun and it is fun and, you know, it is fun for us, but there's a lot of work that goes into it before and after and during that people don't see you know like for me they see me going around and talking to tables and so on but they have no idea all the other things that are going on behind the scenes right, you know right. um so and at the century house it was even crazier we had 11 meeting spaces and, you know i wow, mean yeah. there was constant stuff going on there so Sure, sure. Yeah. And then Mike, we opened the restaurant is uh, Andre Scott with Dav, mm -hmm. and Mike's family lives four blocks from there. Okay. So, and we used to live four blocks from there. So I lived in Albany since I went to St. Rose, um, and had a house like four blocks from the restaurant. Mm -hmm. And then we had a couple issues here and there with kids and that kind of thing. Um, and so I said, you know what, we're moving. And so we moved further north because we were working at the Century House and my family is from Mechanicville. So we moved a little further north to be closer to work and a little closer to my family. And then uh, four years later, we buy a restaurant that was four blocks from our house. I could walk to work. <laughs> like of course of course that's how it goes that's right. but it's nice going into the city see i was always leaving the city mm -hmm. and i never really spent any time in the city because you know you go to work and you come home you do your thing you go to sleep you know so it's nice going into the city and i've met so many more people from my neighborhood than i would have ever met living there sure. you know and leaving for work so i said to my husband i kind of like that we've had both like flip-flops you know yeah. um living in the city and then um driving into the city kind of for work and we don't do that nine to five commute so right. it's okay right exactly <laughs> you have a quite a murderer's row of competition there too huh uh, you know it's not competition mm -hmm. it we all do something different okay. and I think we're a destination okay. and it's funny because if one of us is busy we're all busy if okay. one of us is slow we're all slow okay and we've got from sake cafe to Allen oyster to us the fountain you know very different food because people mm -hmm. said to us oh my god you're gonna do pizza right next door to the fountain yeah. and we're like it's not that kind of pizza yeah yeah you know, so and we don't do chicken parm you know what I mean yeah. so okay. um you know there's I love all that kind of food and they've got my 
mozzarella sticks and, you know, all the things that you love. Mm -hmm. And then we have a different type of cuisine that people love and have been very receptive to as well. Great, great. Well, let's hop in our, let's hop in our time machine and go back a bit. Where were you born? I was born in Quonset Point, Rhode Island, because my dad was on the USS Intrepid during Vietnam. Okay. So he was in the Navy? Yeah, my dad. I'm a Navy baby. Uh I have a Navy birth certificate. Um, And and then my mom and dad moved back to Mechanicsville after he was done in the service. And my dad bought my my grandfather's electrical business. Mm -hmm. And my dad and mom worked together like my husband and I do, which Mm -hmm. is not always easy either. It's good and bad, you know, (laughs) like anything. Um, and so they have a business in Mechanicsville. Mm-hmm. My dad's an electrical contractor. My mom does lighting design and that kind of thing. Oh. Um, and they have a little showroom. Give them, give yeah. them a shout out. Give them the name. <laughs> PJ Baker Electric. Okay. Yep, in Mechanicsville. Yep. They do all kinds of things. So, uh, they work hard too. Sure. You know, it's, it, when you're in business, everybody thinks it's easy. It's, it's hard work. It it's is. very hard work. You it, work every day. Like we're getting ready to go away and I'm trying to button up as much like I had mentioned to you as you can, yeah. but you still come back to, you know, you never leave work. And I've said to some of my friends and some of the younger people that I've gotten to mentor and work with is find a job that you don't take home with you because yeah. there's something to be said for leaving work at work and having your time be your own exactly exactly right yeah. business would be easy if it weren't for the customers is another favorite <laughs> saying of mine but uh, <laughs> right. well, we do try to keep refocusing on that because you sometimes and again the century has taught me a lot of things you get caught up in the day-to-day activities and running the business and not concentrating on being in the business which is where the customers are exactly so you have to refocus when you feel like you're on a runaway train and it does help bring you back to what's the most important you know to be doing at that time right right now uh, do you have siblings I have a sister. She's a school teacher. Okay. Um, and I have two great nieces. One of them just started working for me, which is so ah, great. Okay. Um, yep. And um, my brother-in-law is a police officer. Mm-hmm. And um, we have a very close family. The biggest thing we miss during COVID is our Sunday family dinners. Oh, yes. We haven't had one since the beginning of March. Um, wow. And we usually make a point, no matter how busy our schedules are, to try to get together on Sunday mm-hmm. for lunch or dinner or something. Sure. Um, so we've definitely missed each other uh, during this uh, quarantine time. Yeah, and it sounds like your sister didn't get bitten by the entrepreneurial bug, huh? Like No, my <laughs> sister is the smart one who <laughs> went to school and stayed in school. I uh, went to St. Rose for three and a half years, ready to graduate and dropped out. Wow. <laughs> then turned around and went to Hudson Valley for electrical construction and maintenance because that's what my dad does. Mm-hmm. And men would come in the store and I always worked for my family and they would sit, look around and they'd be like, oh, isn't anyone here? <laughs> so I started taking classes so I could know a little bit because I knew what things were, but I didn't know what you did with them. 
And so I started taking a couple classes because I was sick of the men thinking I didn't know what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. And it turned out to be taking the program at Hudson Valley uh, over like five years. (laughs) I think it was that night. And then um, turned around and went to Excelsior and finished my uh, bachelor's in business administration. And I'm currently getting my master's in healthcare administration. Wow. So I said, I may never do anything with this degree, but mm-hmm. it's very interesting. And it's so timely. Absolutely. It started on purpose uh, with the COVID, um, you know, but um, found it to be so interesting. Actually, when I got my degree, uh, my bachelor's degree, I was reading about the other degree programs there and just thought it to be quite interesting and said it, they make it so easy to take classes online True. Uh, you know so one class at a time you could do a three credit course in eight weeks yeah wow so you just keep plugging away time goes by and you eventually are done <laughs> yes right did, did, yeah did you do all of your uh grade school and high school in mechanicville I did. I went to Catholic school. I went to um, St. Paul Assumption. I Mm -hmm. loved it. And uh, till eighth grade, then I went to Mechanicsville High School after that. Did you have a a favorite subject while you were in school? Uh, Let's see. Besides gym? Yeah, right. (laughs) I always played sports in school, so I was always more focused on that, I think. I mean, I did all right in school, but probably could have done a lot better if mm-hmm. I focused and didn't play sports. What, what sports did you play? I played soccer. I played basketball. Mm-hmm. I was on the ski team. We went skiing all winter. Um, I ran track a couple times. I played mm-hmm. tennis. I played tennis all. in college. Um, bowling, name it, we did it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 I guess the Mechanicville girls had a good team this year. Yeah, you know I don't well, know if you're still following. Yeah, when I was in high school, we went to states all four years. We came in second. Wow. The year I graduated, they won. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's how that goes. But you play. When you go that far, you're far into the season. We were playing up in Cold Spring Harbor, and it was freezing. It was snowing yeah. when we were playing. Sure, sure. Yeah. Wouldn't that part of the season. But yeah, love soccer. I love watching the women play soccer on TV and what a great influence they've been. St. Rose barely had a soccer program when right. I went there. I played for St. Rose um, and played indoor for them as well, but they barely had a program yeah. when I was there. Right, know? right. So. Sure. Did you, did, growing up, did you have any non sport hobbies? Non-sport hobbies. No, I worked. Mm-hmm. Well, what was your first job then? How about your first job where they my took FICA job, out and all that? Right. My first job ever, believe it or not, was for my parents. Yeah. So my parents have instilled a good work ethic into us, and I worked for them, paycheck on the books. Um, I want to say I got $4.50 an hour or $5.50 an hour. Okay. I don't recall, mm-hmm. um, but was not happy when I saw the deductions come right. out of my check. <laughs> Right. Who's FICA? Right. Did not like any of that stuff. Um, But it was mowing lawns and uh, trimming shrubs and weeding and cleaning hallways. My parents own and manage a lot of apartments and things. Mm -hmm. And so I always worked 
And I joke now because it takes a team of men to do what I used to do. I used to push the lawnmower from place to place, and now they've got riding lawnmowers. Oh, yes, yes. And, you know, the power blowers, and, you know, I want whatever I could carry. Right, right. <laughs> you know? That's great. So, but, yeah, that was my first job ever. And how did you get from there to the restaurant business? You know, I always loved the restaurant world. I don't know. It seemed like magic to me that, you know, I worked at McDonald's for a short period of time uh, in Mechanicville. Mm -hmm. And then when I went away to college, we went to a Ponderosa and we were eating ice cream me and some of my friends and they filled out an application for me, put my name on it and everything. <laughs> and I ended up getting the job. I worked here for four years through college. I became a manager who trained managers for them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's great. You work with the public. In case you can't tell from the speed in which I talk, <laughs> I um, like fast paced. I'm, I get bored easily. So, you know, to have, it's always changing. There's always something even on a slow night, there's always stuff going on. Sure. And it's never the same day twice. You know, it's not Groundhog Day ever in a restaurant. Um, and so I just always have gravitated towards it, even though I've tried to get out of it many times, because <laughs> it becomes your lifestyle. People don't understand what you give up when you work in a restaurant, but you don't have dinner with your family at night. Right. You're not around for holidays. You don't go to family weddings, family reunions, family birthday parties. You know, you just don't do that. And so that's why I think people who work together in the restaurant world are so close to each other mm -hmm. because we do spend New Year's Eve together. Right. We did like at my restaurant, we did make changes. No Thanksgiving. You know, we're not uh -huh. open for that. We're, we're not open Christmas Eve. We're not, you know. Sure. Um, so we're in a little more control of that. But I still, am, to see my mother on Mother's Day, she needs to come to where I am. <laughs> you know, um, so there's that kind of thing. You know, so sure. um, it really does become a lifestyle. But mm -hmm. you don't, you know, I tell people when you get done work at 5 o'clock, you can go to the movies, you can go to the grocery store, yeah. you can go play around the golf. You know, there's a ton of things you can do when when restaurant people get out of work, you could go home or you could go out drinking. Right. <laughs> and, you know, there's not anything else to do at 11 o'clock at night. Now, you know? I, I need to go back to your friends filling out that Ponderosa application. Did you know they were doing that? Had you talked about it or was no, it just sort no, of a prank? And they had applications on the counter, and my friend took it, took a pen, and I thought she was filling it in for her. Yeah. Well, the manager comes by and says, oh, Kim, you know, I have a couple minutes. Would you like to sit down and speak? <laughs> I nearly choked. Yeah. Um, but I said, oh, you know, I'm not dressed for uh, an interview because I was so shocked. I didn't know what else to say. And wow. they ended up hiring me that day, like I said. And um, I worked there. I loved that job. I must say, I think I've loved every restaurant job that I've ever that's, that I've ever had. That is amazing. And, and the friend who filled out this application, are you still friends? Are you still in touch? Uh, uh, no, she no. moved away. Okay. No, she moved away. Yeah, what, what, a, what an interesting story to, about how you yeah. got started in the business. <laughs> yeah. I had I had a couple of jobs there, like hosting for, well, our local restaurant in Mechanicville was Joyce's. And oh. I got a job serving there when I came back home after my freshman year of college mm -hmm. and um the people there i 
grew up there. You know how it is, your sure. local pizza, Italian restaurant. We yeah. grew up there. And they um, did my graduation party, and we did, you know, they hosted all kinds of events with us. And um, I went, we went, my husband teaches at Schenectady Community College in the culinary. Sure. And so he went to the lead instructor and said to her, Sue, I need to get a mixer for my restaurant. You know, what kind of mixer do you recommend I get? She mm-hmm. said, well, geez, if you could get my father's old stand mixer out of my basement, you could have it. Ah. Well, that was the stand mixer from the restaurant that I grew up in. I see. In Joyce's in Mechanicsville. Mm-hmm. So her, that's her father. So okay. the stand mixer that makes all of our dough is the one that made all the dough for me growing up wow. and for my family and everything. So, and uh, it still works. Knock on wood, five years later, you know, yeah. in our basement. Yeah. That's great. Make that's, a dough. Absolutely. So, and, yeah. Um, do you, I, now I go into what I call my speed round. Um, if you could have coffee with any three people, dead or alive, who would they be? Um, I didn't see this question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Springsteen, okay. Hoda Kotb, uh-huh. and my friend Sandy, who passed away two years ago unexpectedly. Great answer, great answer. Now, in, in all this um, work you've done in the restaurant business, have you had any brushes with famous people? I waited on Reba McIntyre. Okay. I saw Jack Nicholson. I saw Tom Cruise when he was married to Nicole Kidman. Okay. Um, I met, um, oh, God, what is that football player's name? Doug Flutie. Okay. Um, I met another football player. Um more popular blonde hair I don't know he'll come to me yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's it okay I think that's it. and you had pleasant experiences um, with okay. I met a Nobel um, prize winner two of them actually oh wow came and ate at my restaurant and signed the menu um, for because we see a lot of people from Albany Med I see. Uh, the college mm-hmm. um, you know they have a lot of medical people come in throughout the world um, for seminars and different things and because of the intimacy and privacy of our back dining room we mm-hmm. tend to host a lot of those dinners okay and how does it come up that they're a nobel prize winner are they wearing the medal or <laughs> yes yes they are really? and they tell us yep they tell us when they book the event oh okay you know what what the event is for and who is coming and who this person is and yeah and they wear it and they they're i'll tell you the two that i met are the most humble gracious people you'd ever meet in your life mm-hmm. like uh soft spoken just down to earth humble uh just kind people so it wasn't it wasn't them saying yeah i'm a nobel prize winner over here no no not at all not at all no no very good are you are you a, are you a podcast listener? And if you are, do you have a favorite or any favorite? I do listen to podcasts on occasion. Mm-hmm. I fortunately don't have a long ride. It used to be when I was driving oh, into work. Sure. I don't go in that much right now, right. you know. But I listen to the murder ones. Oh sure. All the murder stories. Mm-hmm. I know that's so bad. I said, I don't know what's wrong with me that I love Dateline and, you know, like yes. all these uh, murder stories. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I heard some, I saw a meme that said the women are listening to all these murder podcasts to get ideas. So uh, be careful, husband. That's funny, right? <laughs> Beware. <laughs> yes. My Favorite Murders is one of the ones I listen to. It's a couple women talking about murders. I don't know if you if that's on your radar, but... 
Um, uh, yeah, I usually I'll hear about them from someone else, and then that's how I end up listening to them. So, yeah, uh, yeah but I, I don't have as much time as I'd like to to listen to them, but right. getting there, getting there. And I, I know um, I know your favorite restaurant. Do you have a – and you probably don't have time to go to other ones, but do you have other any other favorites in the area? Um, we like to go down to the city, and we go to a place called Toscana 49. Hmm. It's on the corner of – Lexington and 49th and it's a homemade pasta small place all waiters you know in the full tuxedo white tablecloth kind of thing but very reasonably priced and excellent food and wine Mm -hmm. so we like to go there and we also like to go to Montreal Mm -hmm. and uh, because you know you're feeling like you're in Europe but it's three hours away right and so we love going there usually we go the first week of July and it's it's Canada Day, mm-hmm. okay. like their Independence Day right. kind of thing. Um, and there's a lot of fireworks and festivities. And so um, we like to go pretty much to any restaurant in Montreal. Okay. <laughs> we try them all. <laughs> gotcha. Do you have a, a – fa- is Montreal a favorite vacation spot? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we, we go pretty much every year. This is the first year we haven't gone in quite a while. Okay. Is there a, a, a book that you've read over the course of your life that influenced you? It could be business or personal. No, because I don't usually read books like that. I mm-hmm. just started following Jenna Bush Hager's book club mm-hmm. and been reading some books that she wrote. Because before, again, I used to read murder like Dean Koontz and, oh, you yes. know, that kind of stuff. Um, and then just in uh, Patricia Cornwell. And I just mm-hmm. recently changed to just following her because I read one and I loved it. And I was like, oh, wow, I normally wouldn't read this like type of book mm-hmm. you know i wouldn't be attracted to it and so i've read i think four of her books lately and all of them were very good um dear edward was really good about a plane crash uh survivor uh-huh. and it's based on a true story okay um and that one was really 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 good um cathartic and there was there's a couple more they were all really good again by authors that i had never heard of and you know just storylines that i may not have ever chosen to listen to okay i I enjoyed the sue grafton's alphabet murder series a is for alibi i don't know if you ever got into those oh no Uh, no yeah she uh have you ever heard of her no. Oh, yeah, Sue Grafton. She did. She, a is for alibi. B is for body. C is for corpse. You know, and she got up to huh. she got up to X or Y, and then she died. So, unfortunately, oh, she, no. she didn't finish it. Uh, but yes, yeah, those are uh, an interesting little murder series. It was one. Huh. It's set in the '80s, so there aren't any cell phones. It's a female detective. Um, and I, I, I listened to them on uh, tape. I, I don't think I ever read one. I was always, when I was traveling a lot, I would put them in on a cassette. People, oh, younger yeah, people yeah, listening yeah. don't know what that is, but right, you know, right. you'd rent it at the library, borrow it from the library and listen on trips. So Sue Grafton, if you're ever looking for any new murder mystery. Yeah. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. Um, how about a piece of advice that you received uh, that stuck with you? Again, it could be business or personal. Um, don't judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. I think that is ultimately, you know, no matter what you're doing, again, like I said, you know, restaurant work looks easy or, sure. you know, I helped someone um, a few years ago who needed help and ended up going to court and having to sit with, you know, someone while I was waiting. And um, I thought to myself, geez, what's this kid got to do with this thing? And, you know, 
he's got his headphones on and I hear him talking on his phone and I'm thinking, God, what what could this kid have to do with the whole thing? You know, meanwhile, he didn't hear the instructions because he had the headphones on that we weren't supposed to speak to one another. And, um, so he's just sweet when he takes the earphones off. Are you the lady? And I was like, (laughs) um, no, but um, you didn't hear her, but we, we aren't really supposed to talk to one another. And, um, He's like, oh, okay, puts the headphones back up. He takes the headphones off a little while later, and he says, you know, I was driving down the street, and I saw that something didn't look right. He says, you know, I got sisters and everything. He says, but um, I just minded my own business. He says, but as I got closer, I said, you know, something doesn't look right. He said, so I got out of my car, and sure enough, it wasn't right. He's the one who caught the guy. Oh, wow. And I thought to myself, when will you learn (laughs) (laughs) not to judge a book by its cover, you know? Um, And uh, I I just couldn't believe it. I said to myself, you know, I I never stop being amazed at people Mm -hmm. and their abilities and uh, their ability to do the right thing. you know, so I, I think that's the biggest one is don't judge a book by its cover. And, and in today's uh, society, we have so many interesting looking covers. Yes. Meaning hair yes. colors and tattoos and piercings. Yes. And everything. <laughs> You know, um, and the way people express themselves, um, you know, based on gender and, you know, all that kind of thing. And the more we can remember, we're all in this together. You know, everybody, you know, feels the same things, wants the best for their children and wants a safe place to live. And, you know, I tell my staff, I guess this is probably the biggest piece of advice I give, is you're either part of the solution or part of the problem. And so you see that person standing on the street corner who needs a sandwich you either ignore them and you're part of the problem or you give them a sandwich you know um and you're part of the solution so you know you can't and that goes for everything you do in life you know you're either part of the problem or part of the solution that could be applied to pretty much anything right right in a marriage or a relationship or in business or you know philanthropy or you know whatever it might be right right very good very good well tell tell us how people find your restaurant online social media all that fun stuff yeah so we're restaurantnavona.com and we are on social media same thing restaurant navona follow us there and we just started a food truck remember i had said we were going to open a food truck if we didn't find a brick and mortar yeah so in year five in our business plan it said we were going to open a food truck Mm -hmm. and so we did even even with COVID, <laughs> continued with our plans, and we have a wood-fired food truck. It's cool. It looks like an Airstream. Yes. Silver kind of looking bullet. Mm-hmm. And we can do our pizzas out of there. We can do tacos. We or- opened our back dining room up to be a taco bar for the summer. Mm-hmm. So we're New Scotland Taco Bar in the back and Navona in the front, and it's been very well received. We wanted to put a taco bar on our block because we felt it was the only thing missing. And so we decided that we had a second dining room that nobody's doing any events in right now. So let's make it a taco bar. So that's been very well received. And we might just keep it that way. Yes. Um, Yeah through after COVID because um, it's a casual but good, you know, dining back there, not full service like you get up front. And I said, well, I would love to have really good tacos and tequila drinks and then walk up front and have a wood-fired oven pizza and a beer, Mm, you know, or some homemade pasta. So, um, you know, I think it's the best of both worlds because I love 
tacos and I love pizza and pasta. So. Who, who doesn't? You know. <laughs> um, so I say it's the best of both worlds. Your your website looks great. It's beautiful. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. We've been putting it together because we added the food truck to it. Mm-hmm. So we've been adding that component in, um, and we just did a little video and photo shoot to have some more current images to mm-hmm. put on there and put on social media. So that was a big deal. Um, we worked with portraits. Um, uh, they're a marketing firm mm-hmm. and they did that for us. So is yeah, your, is your food truck going to have a regular route or regular locations? Well, we just learned that we're going to be on the Heldeberg, um, rail trail okay. up in, um, Voorheesville mm-hmm. at 8th Grove street. We're going to be up there Thursday through Sunday. We're finishing the Altamont Fair this weekend, okay. and then we're going to be at SNS Brewery, and we're going to be at Wolf Hollow Brewery in September and October. So we have a calendar on our website mm-hmm. that shows where we're going to be, oh. um, and then we have a bunch that we're doing taco and tequila's poolside. We're doing a couple mini weddings um, and a shower, so we have a lot of private parties booked as well. I saw your calendar. I wasn't sure if that was pr- you had put that up prior to COVID or not, but that seems to be accurate then. Yeah, yeah. Yep, nope, that's accurate. So we, that's the thing, trying to keep everything, you know, with COVID, it's pivot, pivot, pivot. Yes. Now. <laughs> um, so we're just doing outside dining. If, if people want to sit inside and beat the AC, you know, sit with the AC and beat the heat, they can. Mm-hmm. But it's not really anything we're advertising. Um, we don't have full staff. People are much sure. more understanding and understand that we have no clue, you know, how busy or slow we're going to be from day to day. Um, so we just go with the flow and the customers have been very resilient in that way too. They've been, you know, able to work with us too. That's good to hear. Now, one of my, one of my websites is 518birthdayclub.com where I list birthday deals you can get from area restaurants. Do you guys have one? Yeah, we do. Um, so our chocolate mousse is to die for. I say mousse is a misnomer, but um, we get a complimentary chocolate mousse on your birthday, okay? Which is one of our desserts. And it's, if you don't like chocolate for some reason, we do substitute it out. But okay. our mousse is really good. And is that just on your birthday or the month of your birthday? No, if you just come in celebrating your birthday, we honor that. Okay, very yeah. good. Well, thanks All again. Right. Well, have a great day. Thank you, you too. So much. Yep. Bye-bye bye bye now. Take care.